For those of you who are watching by Facebook Live, welcome. Glad you guys are joining us today. If you guys have your Bibles, I want you to join me in Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. And um, I, I just love the fact that God has led me back to the Old Testament. I would love giving the Old Testament some love, especially with with Proverbs, because the Proverbs were written primarily by King Solomon, who was mentioned in the Bible as the, as the, as the wisest man who ever lived. 3,000 years ago, and you know what, I still believe today that he is still, like the Bible says, the wisest man who ever lived. Solomon compiled over 3,000 pieces of instruction, a lot of which we know as the Proverbs, and wrote over 1,000 songs, and some of them are also written in the Bible. And, they, and all of these Proverbs and songs are written, especially in Proverbs, to provide us instruction on how to live our lives in a godly way so that we can reap the benefits of godly living, not only here in this life, but in the life to come, all right? So Proverbs is really is a book of wisdom, and the fourth chapter, man, is so rich and packed with wisdom. We're only going to be able to unpack one verse today. All right? So if you have your Bibles, join me. Proverbs chapter 4, beginning at verse 23. Father, once again, we come to you with your word. This is your word. It's not my word. So I stand here in reverence and ask you in this moment to take over my mind and my thoughts. Speak through my lips. Lift these words off the page. Infuse them with your holy power, Holy Spirit, for life change. Speak now through me to my brothers and sisters, your sons and daughters. Today I pray through this word in Jesus' name. And everyone who agreed that prayer said? Amen and amen. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. First week of our Heart Matters series, and I titled this message, Protecting Your Heart. Protecting Your Heart. Now, I've got a slide here that's got three different translations that I want to read to you that cover this passage. Here's the first one out of the ESV. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows or flow the springs of life. Springs of life. Life spring. Hmm. I'm just saying. Guard your heart above all else, for it is the source of life. It's the Holman Christian Study Bible. And guard your heart more than anything else because the source of your life flows from it. That's the God's Word translation. Man, the heart is an amazing marvel. It is a hard-working organ. Nate, can you put that up? That is a computer-generated image of a heart. Leave that up there. Because I, when I saw this and I looked at it, i got to tell you the truth, man. I, just looking at that thing made me tired. <laughs> the heart is a hard-working organ organ, man. It's a, it is a marvel. Listen to this. Though it weighs only 11 ounces, this miracle organ, a healthy heart, beats an average of 75 times a minute, 42 million times a year, or two and a half billion times over the span of 70 years. 
At each beat, the average adult heart discharges about four ounces of blood. This amounts to 3,000 gallons pushed through 60,000 miles of blood vessels every single day. 650,000 gallons a year, enough to fill more than 81 tank cars that contain 8,000 gallons each. Every day, the heart creates enough energy to drive a truck 20 miles every day. And so in a lifetime of 70 years, that's a trip to the moon and back. The heart. The heart does enough work in an hour to lift a 150-pound man to the top of a three-story building. It exerts enough energy in a 12-hour period to lift a 65-ton car one foot off the ground. Tank car one foot off the ground or enough power in 70 years to lift the largest battleship afloat out of water. Human heart. The healthy heart, a healthy heart can do amazing things. Conversely, if our heart malfunctions, our whole body shuts down. Heart disease has topped the mortality list and charts as the number one killer of men and women globally for decades. For decades. Heart disease. So while a healthy heart can do amazing things, the same can be said for our spiritual hearts. And just like there is physical heart disease, there's also spiritual heart disease. And spiritual heart disease is the number one killer of Christians in the world today. In Scripture, the word heart represents the center of our emotions and our thinking and our reasoning. Our heart is our command center. It is the central point of focus. It is from, which every, it is from where everything flows. So just like naturally speaking, a person dies when their heart stops beating, spiritually speaking, in much the same way, when our spiritual heart stops beating, we become spiritually dead. And our text today reminds us to guard our heart with all vigilance, for from it flows, flow the springs of life. If you don't hear anything else from me today, I want you to hear this. I want you to write this down. This is the key takeaway for you today, and here it is. The condition of my heart matters to God. The condition of my heart matters to God. Everybody say this with me. The condition of my heart matters to God. Now, from this text, from this, this one verse, there are three points of awareness that I want to raise for you today that I want you to consider. Here's the first. We are commanded by God to keep our hearts. We are commanded by God to keep our hearts. And the command is straight out of Scripture, man. Yeah, I mean, the word, the, the word of God is eternal. And this command to keep our hearts, our hearts, we keep our hearts, is straight out of Scripture. You guard your heart. The word keep here for keep your heart means to guard. It means to protect against invasion, to shield from injury or loss. God says you 
keep your heart. And if God commands us to keep our hearts, we can keep it. It means it can be done. And notice what it doesn't say here. It doesn't say somebody else is going to guard or keep your heart. It doesn't say God is going to guard or keep your heart. It doesn't say your pastor will guard or protect or keep your heart. Your heart is yours to keep. Your heart is yours to guard and keep. You're in charge of guarding your own heart. How do we do it? Can't do it alone. We have to be led by the Holy Spirit to do it. Why? Because it's a full-time job. And on any given day, anything could come up. We could have people that might say something that hurts our feelings and, and offends us, maybe disappoints us or lets us down, and then suddenly what happens is a wound that's left behind and leaves you heavy-hearted. Everybody say heavy-hearted. Heavy. That's filled with sorrow or grief or broken-hearted, which means to be despondent or in despair or disappointed. Every day, at any time, this could happen so we can't navigate through the minefield of this life by ourselves. We need the help of the Holy Spirit to help us keep our hearts right. Amen? Amen. Here's the second point of awareness. Why? Why should I protect my heart? Here's why. Because the heart is the command center of our life. From it flow the springs of life, is what Solomon wrote here. I love what Anglican theologian Henry Spence Jones said about this. I'm going to paraphrase some of it. It's so applicable for what we're, do, what we're talking about today. He says, just like the physical heart is the central organ of the body, our spiritual heart is the seat of our moral affections and is the center of our moral consciousness. From this moral center flow forth the issues of life. The currents of our morality flow into and out from our heart. And just like our physical heart propels our natural blood flow through our, our arterial system to the remote extremities of our body, so it is with our spirit man. What goes into our spiritual heart affects our entire spirit man. And as the bodily health depends on the healthy action of the heart, so the moral and spiritual action depends on and is influenced by the state in which this spring of all action is preserved. Our heart is the center and is the seat of all things. Our heart controls our actions. Our actions determine our habits. Our habits create our, the structure of our character. And so whatever controls our heart controls us. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. There is a war going on right now for the possession of this. Whoever has my heart has me. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. 
I live for you alone. And every breath that I take, and every moment I'm awake, Lord, have your way in me. Who am I singing to? I'm singing to God. Why am I singing to God? Because I want him to be in control of my heart. Because whoever controls my heart controls me. Whatever controls my heart controls me. That's what makes love such a powerful thing, man. And that's why Satan sets a constant watch on my heart. Why? Because he knows, he knows, he knows if he can just like sneak into any crevice or any crack of my heart, if he can regain some of the ground that I've surrendered in my heart to God, if he can just do that and get a foothold, he can take back some of the ground that has been given to God and little by little infiltrate my heart until he has it again. Whoever controls my heart controls me. And he knows that. And so he schemes. You know what a scheme is? It's an underhanded plot filled with deception. Man, you know, I always, I, I'm getting a ch- <laughs> One of the fav- my favorite scenes comes out of a Batman movie. With Heath Ledger, Ledger he's the Joker, Right? And he's sitting next to the bed with Scarface. You guys, you guys know what I'm talking about? And he goes, you know, Commissioner Gordon and Batman, they're schemers. Now, here is the greatest schemer in the history of DC comic books. <laughs> and he's talking about somebody else scheming. That's a scheme. And listen, that's what the enemy does, man. He schemes, he plots against our hearts. And that's why Paul tells us in, in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 11 and 12, he says, put on the whole armor. Everybody say whole armor. Everybody say whole armor. Put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Schemers. He's a schemer. Priscilla Shirer, in her book, Spiritual Warfare, says this. She says, there is always something you cannot see controlling the things that you can Okay, I'll say it. We have to be careful how we deal with each other. Relationally. Because the enemy is always scheming. He's always wanting to use, especially those close to us, like in our families. He wants to use our family members to perpetuate his schemes. You ever been mad at somebody and then tried to figure out how in the world I get mad at him in the first place? I'm talking to the ladies now. 
Okay, guys, you with me? You guys with me? You have been mad at her and didn't want How in the world did I get mad at her in the first place? Come on, guys. The guys are scared. Look at them. The guys are like, oh, Pastor, you're going to get me in trouble, man. I ain't doing it. Next. He's a schemer, man. He's the thief. You've heard me say it before. The thief comes not but to steal, kill, and destroy. He's the thief. He's a schemer. He's a thief. What does a thief do? A thief goes in, takes something, leaves, and leaves everything in a turmoil. You walk into your house, your stuff is in disarray. And the thief got what he wanted and left. That's how the enemy schemes against us relationally. He'll drop a nugget into our heart. That thing will take root and grow seeds. And the next thing you know, we're arguing about something. And that argument continues and the thief is gone. Already left the building. Self-checked. You guys know what self-check is? How many basketball players in the house? I used to play back in the day. I yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so when you play basketball, you have to check your man, right? And there are some people that you don't have to check because they can't shoot. They don't even know basketball, so they're self-checked. <laughs> so you can go and you can, like, go guard somebody else. When the enemy plants a seed in our heart through his schemes, when he can get to our hearts with his scheme, man, he, got, he has us spinning around. He goes, I can go ahead and leave Junior now. I can go over here to Daryl because Junior is self-checked. You guys hear me? Hmm. So, Pastor, how should I protect my heart? My third point, with all vigilance. Everybody say vigilance. 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 To be vigilant is, is to be in a continual state of preparedness, readiness, or alertness. When it comes to protecting our hearts, we must be in a continual state of preparedness and readiness and alertness. Full alert. Peter tells us, man, in 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 8, it says, be sober, be vigilant. Everybody say vigilant. vigilant. Why, pastor? Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He's a thief and a roaring lion. Scripture tells us we're not ignorant of his devices. But we have to guard our heart. We have to protect our heart like it's the most important assignment in our life. Family, we have to make it our top priority. We have to place it far above everything else that we're called to guard. We have to closely garrison our hearts, make sure we protect it, just like a good source of drinking water, man. You know, good drinking water, if it gets contaminated, you drink it, your whole body gets contaminated, doesn't it? You know, there's a reservoir in Ashland, Oregon. I haven't been there, but I got some friends of mine that's been there. And this reservoir is one of the primary water sources for the entire community. 
And I'm told you can't even get close to that thing. Every point of entry is garrisoned off. It is protected. Why? Because that's about the purest source of water that you will find in that area. So you can't get close to fish or go skinny dipping or skidooing. Is that, is it sea-do, sea-do, sea <laughs> You can't get close to it, man, because it's garrisoned off. Every possible entry diligently and vigilantly protected so that the water source stays pure. In much the same way, family, your heart is a precious reservoir. Every path, every gateway, every road that, that, that can be taken by sin issues in our lives, that can get into our hearts, has to be vigilantly garrisoned, protected, so that our hearts stay pure. Matthew 5 and 8 says, Jesus says, he said, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. I love that. Listen, if you want to see God do mighty things in your life, keep your heart pure. If you want to hear God more clearly every day in the things that he's speaking to you about, keep your heart pure. Do you want to know the secrets that God has in store for you that he wants to reveal to you? Keep your heart pure before God. Yeah. And remember, the leading cause of spiritual death among Christians is spiritual heart disease. How's your heart? How's your heart? Protect your heart with all vigilance. Now I'm going to close today by giving you several practical keys to help you successfully guard your heart. Here's the first. Surrender wholeheartedly to God. Surrender wholeheartedly. Everybody say wholeheartedly. I love heart metaphors. Wholeheartedly, not half-heartedly. Wholeheartedly. Everybody say wholeheartedly. wholeheartedly. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. And you shall love the, God, your, the Lord your God with all of your heart. Your whole heart. So let me ask you something. Is your whole heart surrendered to Jesus? Or are you hanging on to some part of your heart that you're trying to navigate through because you think, I can handle it? Pastor Greg, I can handle it. I've been trying to handle it for 22 years. How's that working for you? Come on now. God wants all of your heart. He wants you to surrender your whole heart to him. True and lasting change takes place from the inside out, not the outside in. 
You want to see true and lasting change? It has to start with the heart, the surrenderance of your entire heart to God. Then true and lasting change can take place. Food. <laughs> Successfully protect your heart. You got to watch your diet, man. Man, listen, I love butter. Butter loves me. We have a love-love relationship, I tell you, man. I love butter, but they say that butter's not good for you. I don't know who they is. They say nothing's good for you these days, right? But man, you guys saw that. You saw, you saw the heart thing moving, right, that on the computer-generated deal. Man, there are vows in your heart and there are corridors in your heart that if you don't watch your food intake and what you're eating, you will develop heart disease, blocked arteries that can kill you naturally. In much the same way, you have to watch your food intake spiritually. A regular diet of the Word of God gives you all the nutrients you need to be spiritually strong and have a spiritually strong, healthy heart. I love, I love what Job says. First, let me come and tell you what Paul says in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. He says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Everybody say transformed. Remember I told you true transformation takes place on the inside out. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. As we get deeper into this series, I'm going to tell you the difference and explain the difference between the mind and the heart. And I'm going to show you how you can't really separate the two. That's why the enemy battles so hard for the possession of this, but he starts here with this. So we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. How do we renew our minds? Through the word of God. What goes into you will influence you and change you. Yeah? Yeah? I wrote this down. I love this. Inform your heart with the word of God. Inform your heart. Don't follow your heart. Man, listen, following your heart can get you in trouble. Oh, leave that alone, pastor. Yeah, inform your heart. Don't follow your heart. Inform your heart with the word of God. I love what Job says about the word. Job 23, 12, he says, I have not departed from his commandments, but I have trusted his words more than daily food. I love what the King James says. He says, he says listen, I, 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 uh, oh, ooh, ooh. It just, just, went out, just went out of my mind. I esteem your word more than my necessary food. In other words, listen, I can eat your word forever. It's okay, listen, oh man, okay. It is better for me to be spiritually healthy than physically healthy. What are you feeding your spirit, man? Here, oh, here's the third one. I love it. This is straight from the heart of Jesus. 
Whoever believes in me, as the scriptures has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Listen, you can't believe in him as the scriptures said if you're not studying what the scriptures say. I'm preaching myself happy today. <laughs> okay, I'm almost going to wrap this up. Man, listen, I am so thankful God has given us his word, though. I'm so thankful we have the help of the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit's help to nudge us every now and then. We get the point of, to the point of neglect where we're not wanting to get into God's Word, not wanting to eat God's Word like we should. We're not having a daily diet of God's Word. And the Holy Spirit says, come on, man. You know you need to get in there. You need to get in that Word. You need to eat healthy if you're going to be healthy and have a healthy heart. Somebody say amen, Pastor. Amen. Yes. So the Holy Spirit nudges us not to neglect eating the Word of God so we can align our hearts with His heart every day. Every day. Here's the second point fitness. How do you protect your heart successfully? Fitness. Regular exercise in prayer. Prayer is the physical fitness for our hearts. Scripture says men ought to always pray and not faint. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. Prayer is the key to our Heart being physically fit, man. And listen, I'm not talking about New Year's Day gym membership prayer. <laughs> you guys know what I mean by that? If you're guilty, close your eyes and raise your hand. Come on. I'm going to pray more today. I'm going to pray more this year than I ever have, I promise. A month into it, man. Like, Man, God, this is so hard getting up out of bed to pray. I know y'all laughing because you know it's true. But here is the point. We can't neglect the very thing that will keep our heart in great physical condition. Prayer is the physical exercise that keeps our heart in physical fitness. How's your prayer life? I'll guarantee you that if you don't have a good prayer life, you are not physically healthy or spiritually healthy. Hmm. Little side note here, and then I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping this up. I'm getting ready to close. <laughs> Why are you laughing, man? You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you heard it before. Hey everybody, this is my friend Daryl Hawk. We go back forever, man. Daryl, glad you're here with us today, man. This dude is the maestro on the keys, man. I'll tell you what, I almost, I almost embarrassed you, man. I almost pulled you up there and had you do a little something, something, Hawk. I ain't going to do that today. But mm, I'm getting ready to close. <laughs> oh. Uh, we'll be here all day hooping and hollering, jumping around. You get that, you put him on the, no, we won't be doing that. <laughs> but it's a little side journey, man. Listen, 
You never know the effects of your prayers. Do you know that the reason why most, if not all of us, are saved is because somebody was praying for us long before we were born? I was talking to Vicki Markwell on the way here, and she, she's, she's giving me this testimony. She's almost crying, telling me this story about her, her I think it's her grandsons. They were in a restaurant, and, you know, she's taught them how to pray. And so they were getting ready to eat, and they said, they said Grandma, um, let's just pray first. And they prayed over their meal. Watch this now. You never know how God's going to bless you. So Vicki went to pay for the meal, and somebody said, you know, I, we recognize that your kids were praying. And so... We thought that was really cool. We wanted to go ahead and pay for the meal just because they was praying. Okay, watch this. This wasn't in my notes either. So, so, man, I sure want to step on that, man, but y'all are tell Pelzetti on me, won't you? Oh, she will see it on. Okay. I'm still recovering from back surgery, man. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, no, huh? So listen, if man can reward you for what they see, what about God rewarding you for what he sees? And when you pray, don't do what the, what the, what the scribes and the Pharisees do. You go into your secret place, and your father who sees in secret will do what? Bible scholars in here, I love it. <laughs> we'll reward you openly. Fitness, regular exercise with prayer. My final point, followers. You want to have good heart fitness, successfully protect your heart, have routine, regular checkups with other followers of Jesus Christ. No matter how strong you are, no one was meant to go this thing alone. Listen, I, I have had brothers in this congregation put me in check. There go one back there. He's, he's good to put me in check. <laughs> this one here will put me in check. My elders over there will put me in check. They don't say it like this, but this, this is kind of what they say. Pastor, you check your heart lately? <laughs> we need other followers of Jesus Christ to keep us in check, man. When's the last time you had a physical checkup with another strong follower of Jesus Christ that you know knows you? can see where your heart might have gone astray. We need to check our hearts more often. Mitch, you can come to the piano if you would. So we can go through life and unbeknownst to us, something can creep in to our heart. <laughs> Begin to hurt us. Damage us. Destroy us. And if you've ever lost someone because of a heart condition, you know it is devastating, man. And it leaves a wake of pain and grief for those who are left behind to struggle with. I know the pain. 
Will you stand with me?